With the NBA Finals slowly approaching and the draft lottery set in stone, it's time for the Warriors to look into their options. What up, Dub Nation, to another episode of the Catch and Dubs podcast. We're your host, I'm Ethan, with my slash bro co-host, Zach. Zach, my guy, it's been a while since we last recorded, but we're back and we're here to talk Warriors basketball, even though we're in the offseason. So, my guy, how you been? Um, great to start recording here again. I'm good. It was a good break. Now we're ready to talk about the Warriors draft as they have the number seven pick, the number 14 pick, and a whole lot of pos- prospects to choose from. So let's get it. Let's let's get it started. Let's get it rolling. Yeah. yeah. Episode 46. Thanks, y'all, for everything. It's been a wild ride. Uh, we appreciate everything. But, you know, Moving along to the Warriors, you know, I thought Adam Silver would have gifted us, you know, like the number one pick or number four pick, you know, because of Steph Curry and the ratings. But, you know, I guess I guess Adam Silver doesn't appreciate that. So we got to just kind of have to deal with the seventh and the 14th pick. So, um, Zach, um, you know, at seven, you know, is there a name that you like that the Warriors should take? Um, if you read every single freaking mock draft on the internet, Bleacher Report, Yahoo Sports, ESPN, you see a guy by the name of Davion Mitchell from the University of Baylor. Um, Baylor obviously beat Gonzaga in the national title game back in March or beginning of April, part of the last, obviously last part, <laughs> part of March madness. Um, Davion Mitchell Obviously, I think he and Jared Butler are probably the two best players on their squad. Um, Davion Mitchell, let's go through his stats, 17, average 17 points a game, shot 44% from three. That is nice to see. Um, let's look at his – How's the free throw percentage? Because throw I think percentage, free throw percentage is like the biggest thing. Yeah, that's the 64%. Yeah. That's the problem with him. Um, but – I think he he. I think a player you could compare him to in the league probably right now is Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell, yeah, even even though I'm playing. Donovan <laughs> Mitchell. Um, who else? I mean, I could compare him to Donovan Mitchell. I Donovan Mitchell obviously shoots better from the free throw line, but both of them got the same name, kind of. Yeah, and they wear the same freaking numbers, so I mean, they're basically <laughs> the same. But the um, twins. Do you think that I'm sorry to cut you off, but do you think um, Mitchell would help this Warriors team win now, or would he still need development like James Wiseman? I think you, I think, I think if you put a guard next to Steph Curry, I think he can thrive. Um, I don't think it'll take as long as developing a big man like James Wiseman, like a three to five year window of development. Do I think he can come and produce as a rookie? Maybe. Do I think he could turn into a good role player his second year like Jordan Poole? Yeah. Um, is he my favorite prospect that I like coming out of this draft? No, but I think seven is a good landing like a spot, good spot for him. Yeah. yeah. You're not you're not reaching, you're not 
doing any of that. It's not a reach to grab him at seven if the Warriors decide to hold on to the seventh pick. Yeah, I mean, I think, I don't know if this is true, but like after the first six picks, it's kind of like a drop off in talent, Zach. I don't know if that's true. Yeah, because if you look at the order or all the mock drafts, you got number one, obviously, is probably Cade, and the number two, three, and four are a mix in order of Jalen Green, Jalen Suggs, and Evan Mobley. Um, those four guys, and then after those four guys, it's any whoever comes next. You guys, you got guys like Franz Wagner out of Michigan, um, J- Jonathan Kaminga, um, obviously Davion Mitchell, uh, Moses Moody, who I we can cover. James Booknight, obviously out of UConn, whose draft stock has been rising ever since the combine. Um, and a ton more guys, but the four picks and the four players who are going in there are probably solidified. Uh, Cade's obviously going number one. If Detroit does not take Cade, there's probably just something wrong with that front office. Yeah, um, that would be but, surprising. And did. two and three, four, inter- you can interchange them, Jalen Sars, Jalen Green, or Evan Mobley. My prediction, I think Houston has Christian Wood, but I think Evan Mobley is such a – it's kind of like you draft the best player available rather yeah, than Yeah, he's, he's like – I don't know if you can really compare him to James Wiseman, but he's like a James Wiseman-type talent. He's what he's the best big man in this draft, and I think he's Houston's going to go off best player available, take Evan Mobley, and then I think three is Jalen Green um, to Cleveland um, as Colin Sexton. Oh yeah, you as there have been rumors Suggs, that yeah. Colin Sexton is wanted out. Wanted out, really? Yeah. Um, so you need to fill that shooting guard position, and Jalen Suggs, I think, would be great at number four for Toronto as Kyle Lowry's aging and will probably leave this summer. Okay. So that's, right, that's so, my prediction for the top four. But all right, so um, I, I remember you mentioned like you know um, there were like three guys, uh, including Mitchell. At the seventh spot, you said Moody, Book Knight. I don't know the other guy, but um, like besides, like, do you like any of those three guys? I think I like most Moody the most. I do really? think okay. I do think that the Warriors will be reaching at number seven to grab Moses Moody. Um, I th- think Moses Moody's draft stock will rise, though. Um, I have seen mock drafts with the Warriors taking him at seven, um, but I also have seen mock drafts where he slides to 18, 19, 20 range. Really? I think the thing I like the most about Moses Moody is that he can get a bucket. He's oh, man. like the like the yeah, he kind can, of like a shot creator that like the yeah, Warriors exactly. really need. He doesn't shoot that well from three, but thirty five percent from three obviously has a better free throw percentage than Davion Mitchell. But he's averaged twenty points as a freshman. Um. And he's like a shock creator. He can come onto the floor and make things happen and get a bucket. And I think he could seriously make a impact on the Warriors as a rookie if obviously Steve Kerr gets him those minutes. Like by that description, I feel like you're kind of describing DeMar DeRozan with the way yeah. uh, Moses Moody's been uh, described right now. Like he doesn't shoot that great from three, which is kind of similar to DeMar DeRozan, but like he can like get you a shot. You can just give him the ball and just let him go to work. Is that like Probably the best comparison. Uh, yeah, as Moody. I'm pulling up comparisons right now, I I I think so. He's um here we go. Oh my gosh, it's like a we got NBA Draft.net comparing him to a Robert Covington. Um, really, he could be a role yeah. player, and I think the Warriors could use that. Um, 
let's look at height, weight. Davion Mitchell was uh, Moses Moody six six, so he's coming in a couple inches shorter than Clay. Um, Davion Mitchell coming in at oh my gosh, man, what the heck? Why is the internet buffering? Uh, Davion Mitchell, <laughs> Davion Mitchell six two, so I think the size size is going to be different. The size going is. In. I think worrisome. That's why I think the Warriors should maybe beg off from choosing at seven entirely um, and keeping 14. We can talk about that, but he's six two and he's shorter than Steph Curry. And I just, yeah. Warriors need size. And I they don't, need it I right don't now. want to see another rookie come off the bench and be, and run the offense in the second unit. No, please. I don't think that's good for David. Shout Mitchell. out Nico Mannion. Shout out yeah. Nico Mannion. But um, I think Moses Moody is a prospect that I like in a lot of Warriors Twitter is liked as okay. I've okay. seen all that. Um, you know, a lot of um, – I've saw – I've seen um, how the seventh pick um, should be traded um, to probably get a star. You know, you trade Wiseman in the seventh pick. Um, do you think that's a route the Warriors would go? Um, do you think I've they're seen... going to grab someone with that? Asset. I've seen the seventh pick. I've seen a article. I don't know if it was from Bleacher Report or not, but the seventh pick getting traded with the, in a sign and trade with Kelly Oubre, as well as two other first round picks for Zach Levine. Do I think the Bulls would do that as they went all in at the trade deadline and traded for Vucevic? No, I don't no, think so. I don't think so at all. Um, I think you could package the seventh pick for. If you're, going to, if you're going, if you're going to trade Wiseman, you can package the seventh pick to Indiana and try to get James Wiseman, seventh pick, another first round pick, and for Miles Turner, Malcolm Brogdon. But um, I don't honestly know who's realistic. You could package the seventh pick in for. Yeah, it's obviously hard. Paul it's George hard. has been rumored, but I've ever since the Clippers got to the conference finals and Paul George stepped up big time, I don't see him being dealt anywhere or leaving los angeles so yeah i mean it's gonna be hard for the warriors to make a move but for sure they're gonna make a move whether it be through the draft or making a trade but you know it's just we gotta see i think if the pick was higher it'd be a lot more valuable obviously and I think, of course it would afford if the number we got the number four pick um yeah for sure you would have gotten a ton of suitors um exactly. to trade especially well, like I you think, got the top four yeah I just think with such a drop off after the first four picks of draft prospects, I don't think I think the pick loses its value. I think if it was at four and you had guys like Jalen Suggs, Jonathan Kaminga on the table for teams, I think there would be a lot of teams interested as Jalen Suggs is a great uh, talent coming out. Great of young guy to come in. Yeah, um, you know, speaking of talent, you know, let's talk about the fourteenth pick. Um, it was the Warriors' own lottery pick i think yeah um yep. it was probably guaranteed most likely to be the warriors at 14 even though you we saw like you know a ton of simulations that the warriors get the number one pick with their own um so you know um you got another couple names at 14 you know i've been hearing cory kispert but um i i don't think a lot of warriors twitter doesn't like cory kispert on this team so what's the realistic um i pick think for the warriors at 14 I think you say you got Corey Kispert. You have a guy by the name of James Booknight out of UConn who's been rising up draft boards. 
Um, he's six foot four. He's got a six foot eight wingspan. That's yeah, pretty nice size for a shooting guard, and I think the Warriors could need another guy who brings size to the shooting guard position. As Clay definitely probably will not be back by late October, early November when the season starts. Um, I think as I read why his uh, draft stock went up from the combine. Um, his workout performance at the combine sent his just a- draft stock to the moon. Um, he put on an incredible shooting display at his NBA combine pro day workout. He shot, shot the cover off the ball, showing phenomenal footwork, touch, and body control. And that's from a tweet from Draft Express. Um, John James Bugnight has been rumored to go eight. He's also been rumored to go 14 to the Warriors, 19 to the Knicks. So I think James Booknight is is in a reach at 14 if he's still on the table for the Warriors. Um, I think I'd rather have him than Corey Kispert, but <laughs> I, I don't have a problem with Corey Kispert's game. He obviously can shoot the three ball quite well. Um, he's got nice size. He played well in Gonzaga, but I think I think 14 maybe a little bit of a reach, honestly, as I've seen mock drafts him go in the low 20s sometimes. But I think James Booknight, I think he's a good, he's probably, Moses Moody and James Booknight are probably the two guys I like the most. I think Moses Moody isn't a reach at seven, but it depends on who's on the board. But I think both of these guys are, Great picks for 14. Great value picks for 14 if they're still on the board. Okay. Okay. That sounds good. Look at that. That sounds good. Um, You know, the sounds of it, you know, they're going to draft wings and, you know, three and D guys. That That's definitely what they need. Um, obviously, the big question is, can they, you know, come contribute, contribute right away? And that's always the big question. They're going to, you know, So, do you think these two guys, um, Moody, Book Knight, can they away? Can they what? Oh, no, we're can good. they contribute right away? Those I think James. Guys. I think both of them can. Honestly, um, it may take obviously a little bit of uh, development, but I think Book Knight's a multi-level scorer. He can get to the both these guys are multi-level scorers. They both average around between 18 and 20 points a game. Um, they both can shoot the ball well from the free throw line, which Davion Mitchell struggles with. Um, I think these guys are shooting guards with a lot of size, which the Warriors need at the wings um, since Clay's still recovering from an Achilles injury. And I think the Warriors can benefit from um I think, like I said before, I think both these guys could, the Warriors could draft at 7 and 14. Um, and both these guys can shoot the ball well from three-point three point range as well. I think the Warriors should pick a 3 and D shooting guard type of player instead of a big man. That's just, if there is a big man on the board. And I think these two guys should be at the top of the Warriors draft boards. Yeah, I mean, with the big man stuff, I mean, they already got, you know, Kevon Looney, 
They already got James Wiseman, and there's got obviously going to be free agent bigs back in the, the Warriors are going to target. So, I mean, the bigs should not be a target. Um, but um, the big question is, are they going to trade it? Um, and what's the likely scenario? Do they trade seven and keep 14 or vice versa? Um, keep seven and trade 14. Um, I don't think they what trade. What do you think? I don't Zach? think they do trade. Think they trade? I think they I keep at least one of them. I do not think they trade both picks. Okay. Highly doubt it. I think. Okay. Well, Bob Meyer said he said okay. that there was like 20 guys he likes. And I, with him saying that, I think he seriously wants to draft the guy in the first round. I don't think he's going to trade. If there is an enticing offer of like an all superstar caliber player comes available, yeah, I think you can consider it, but I don't think they will trade both picks. That's just my opinion. If they were going to ship a pick, do you think they would have to kind of include Wiseman in the deal? Maybe just to get, you know, something in return, like say Wiseman in the 14th to get someone or Wiseman or the seventh to get someone. What do you think? I think Wiseman, Wiggins, Ubre, any of them. I think Ubre's name comes because you can sign and trade him to a place. Um, that's kind of hard though, because they don't they get hard capped if they sign and trade. Yes, that's that's, the, that's the only problem with it that they get hard capped for that. Um, but I think what Wiggins and Wiseman are probably the two guys that you can package in a deal. Okay. Yeah. But I I seriously no, think I mean, the Warriors a lot. should. Yeah, the war. I think the Warriors won't trade both of the picks. Um, in my opinion, what they should do, I think, sir, I think they should at least listen to offers and try to trade the seventh pick because you will get considerable capital and maybe an all-star caliber player if you trade the seventh pick and package it with Wiseman or Wiggins or more first-round picks. But tr- keep fourteen. I think there could be some there could be some guys on the board that you could draft at fourteen, but they should really consider trading the seventh pick because I think it has some value to it. Some teams would like that seventh pick. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like um, it's there's more value with the pick before they draft it compared to after they draft. So, um, yeah, got, exactly. Warriors got a lot of cards on their table. Um, it's just kind of how they play it. Um, last year, um, they had the second pick. In my opinion, they should have traded it, but that's that's a done deal can't really talk about that anymore but um i think you know they're i just I think it was, a, good just think it was a slam dunk pick for them last year but it, that they didn't want to trade it you think okay yeah, i think james wise well i have no freaking clue after lamella ball at his number had his yeah that's what i was hand thinking yeah. once he was getting drafted but um with how they defended wiseman and said that he's the guy that who's here to because it fits their it fits what they need they needed an actual big man i think it makes sense but i think they would have needed to be blown away by the offer to trade the number two pick and i don't think they were blown away so i don't blame them for not trading the pick do i think that they maybe should have really considered and drafted lamella ball yes but they drafted james wiseman and now we gotta live with it so but I don't have a pro- I don't have a problem yeah, with James I mean, Wiseman. I think James Wiseman can be a DeAndre Ayton, Chris Bosch type of player in this league. And I think the Warriors I'm starting to come to the side where I think the Warriors should consider 
I still remember not drinking Jim Wiseman. If it's if it's for a guy over the age of 28, I say you don't trade James Wiseman. If he's not a superstar caliber player, if he's not a Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, um, Bradley Beal, etc. Yeah, um, but for me, I'm on the other side. I, I disagree, um, but although I respect your opinion. Um, you know, James, of course, he has that potential. You know, he's shown it. He has flashes. But my biggest concern is is how, you know, bigs take, you know, the most time develop to develop. It's three to five years. And yeah, we saw does, DeAndre yeah. in. Yeah. He, had, he saw year three, um, he was probably at his best. Year one and two, he wasn't that great. Is this the year three for him or year four? For DeAndre Ayton, I think it's year three right now. Um, can't Let's remember. See. I mean, James Wiseman would be quick and he could develop in year two. I, you know, that's a possibility. But the biggest problem is um, it doesn't fit the timeline. And, you know, every, every analytic says how James was a negative every single time he was on the court with the Warriors, like Steph. Steph, for example, I think – the net rating was like at an all-time low um, whenever James was on the court. I don't want to bash on James, but that's just the numbers I saw. So, I mean, would I – would you know, if there's a good offer on the table, I would take it. But, you know, if there isn't a good offer, you would keep James and probably develop him. But I don't know if I trust the Warriors staff to develop James. So, I, that's I, the silver I, lining I, right there. I think – if it, I'd rather trade Andrew Wiggins, but the only problem with Andrew Wiggins is his contract, and I don't think a lot of teams would want to take that on, obviously. Oh, yeah, his but, contract's horrible. Yeah, we can blame Minnesota <laughs> for that. Awful. But, um, it's god-awful. Sorry. But I think there seriously needs to be a – they need to be blown away by an offer to uh, trade the seventh pick in James Wiseman. It has to be an all-star caliber player. It cannot be a role player. Like, seriously, please. Um, it has to be a guy like Paul George, Bradley Beal. It won't be Zach Levine because the Bulls went, I feel all, like... went, went all in. I just don't – it's just so hard to tell. I don't know who will be available um, if if the Warriors will make that trade. But... I feel like the Warriors might have to overpay a little bit because of, you know – they're buyers in this uh in this free agent like they don't they don't have a ton of leverage yeah they got assets but they don't got leverage um so they may they, have to yeah that is true they may have to pay a little more just to get a guy that they want so you just got to see um hope they play their cards right and hope for the best and enjoy the nba finals while we're at it <laughs> bucks and six i say bucks and seven Depends on Giannis's health, though. So Giannis will be I say ready Bucks by game two. We'll be ready. Okay, by game I still two. say Bucks and seven. Bucks and seven. So Bucks and yeah. six, baby. Let's go, yeah. Bucks. <laughs> yeah. All right. And that'll conclude episode number. I don't know the number, but forty-six. Forty-six. <laughs> uh, hopefully, everyone enjoyed our draft preview. Um, and my draft analysis, a limited draft analysis. Um, make sure you follow us on Instagram, Catching Dubs Pod, and on Twitter at Dubs Pod. Make sure you stay updated for all Warriors contents and all Catching Dubs podcast episodes. We'll catch you in the next one.
It's lit. Sheesh. Thanks, y'all. See y'all later.